Hey twin sis. Hey twin sis. Ready to do it? Yeah. Let's do it. Hey everyone. Hey friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Hey Twin Sis podcast. You are joined by identical twin sisters, Amy and Sarah. We've had a few weeks off, Amy. We have. We've um, had, well, I guess in the last few episodes, we've mentioned how busy we are. (laughs) So I feel like we burnt out. (laughs) Yeah. And like the last few weeks, we've been so busy still though. (laughs) Yes. We've just, yeah, the, the break that we took off from podcasting and creating content for the podcast it didn't yeah I feel like it didn't lessen how busy we are (laughs) no I don't think so either (laughs) but it was nice to not have to think about it for a few weeks yeah yep to have one thing off off the um the list of everything that goes on in our minds (laughs) yes absolutely yes but we're back yes we are how has your few weeks been yeah good busy (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <What's> yes. <laughs> but yeah, not good. I um I worked a little bit more than normal. I picked up a few shifts just to help out, and yeah, I don't think I've done anything exciting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a good couple of weeks, but yeah, yeah. What about you, nice. did you did you enjoy the time off? I did and I didn't at the same time. I have been so busy. We've started doing like our mini renos again. Um, Yeah. So we've been flat out doing all that kind of stuff and shopping for things and hanging things on walls and painting and all that crap. All the fun (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, um, I've just had a bit of a challenging time with Sonny at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. But he's he's good now. He's good. I think we just needed a week off. We yeah. um I locked ourselves inside and didn't leave the house for a week pretty much. And I think he needed that because we're back out and about now and things are just much better. He's yeah. he's a lot happier. Today's episode of the Hey Twin Sis podcast was recorded in Literoita, proudly on Palo People's Country. Both Amy and Sarah's pronouns are she her. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different for us. I feel like our episodes are usually like very surface level, lighthearted kind of things. But this episode is going to be Sarah sharing her story, um, I guess, on a couple of things that she went through in the past. If you if you listen to our last episode, actually, we kind of touch on that Sarah went through a couple of pretty stressful things in her life a few years ago and we thought today would be a good day to share her story because I'm sure that people can relate maybe not to the the situation but to the feelings that she felt or something like that people might really be able to relate in some sort of way so yeah Sarah do you want to kick off? (laughs) Sure Um, yeah I'm sure there's bits and pieces of of this that people will definitely be able to relate to So, yeah, I guess I'll break it down into there's like two situations, I guess, that we'll talk about. And both were pretty traumatic. Well, one was more traumatic than the other. The other was, we'll get into it. (laughs) You'll see. (laughs) Um, So the first one, a lot of people knew in my life um, who, you know, I've met within the last six years won't know this about me or probably won't know this about me um, because I don't like talk about it ever because I feel like it didn't happen. (laughs) Um, 
but I have been married before Mark. Um, I was in a relationship with someone else and we got married. It didn't last very long, thankfully. Um, (laughs) But it it was a horrible time in my life. So, yeah, I guess I'll share the story of what happened. Um, I We got married, me and this guy. I'm not going to name names or anything because I don't think I've actually spoken this name once <laughs> since all this happened. No, um, we, don't, we don't say that name. <laughs> it's like Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about let's call him Voldemort. Okay, good idea. Good idea. So Voldemort and I, we got married and things were good after the wedding. We'd been together for quite a few years before we got married and then, yeah, the marriage happened and literally like got 10 days after the wedding, I don't know, um, but pretty soon after the wedding, um, things just went downhill so quickly and really bad too. Voldemort started, uh, I don't even know how to say this really because he just like turned into someone that no one knew he, who this person was. He went a bit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> to put it nicely, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he was giving himself black eyes and, like, just being a bit silly, really. And he wasn't going to work, was he? Like, he kept having all this time off. Yeah, he had, like, months and months off because he said well I'm not like doubting this but he said he had depression and anxiety um they weren't diagnosed but he was definitely going through something Mm. um I'm not too sure what but something was going on and a lot of the blame was put on me and a lot of expectations were put on me yeah and it was pretty horrible yeah from his family members too wasn't it yeah yeah it was like him Voldemort and his family (laughs) yeah and I was living up in Brisbane at the time and obviously you guys, my whole family weren't in Brisbane. I was up there alone pretty much. So yeah, it was just a not very nice time at all. And fast forward to, it was April where we separated and thankfully we did. Um, And it's funny because, so the reason we separated was because I got a text message from some girl I can't even remember her name I'd never met this girl before ever I think she lived um in Mornington where we were from and she said something along the lines of just want to let you know that your husband's a cheater blah 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 Ah, I really can't remember the context of it or I can't remember what she said I remember the context but (laughs) not what she said um but it was just something along the lines of that and I was like Oh my God. I remember getting the text message and I was going to um, get takeaway with my friend Rosie. We were working late that night and I was sitting in the car with Rosie and I was like, Oh my God, what the hell? Like, and I called Voldemort and I was like, who's this person? And he was like, Oh, I don't know. And like tried to like backpedal real fast. (laughs) And I'm like, nah, that's it. It was like, I'm glad it happened because I was already, I already didn't love Voldemort yeah, at all because out. of what, yeah, because of what he was putting me through, you know, for the m- months prior. Um, so it was like an excuse, I guess, for me to finally leave and be like, all right, yep, I'm done. <laughs> See you yes. later. You're on your own. Um, so yeah, that happened. I got home from work that night and he was gone and I literally have not seen him <laughs> 
I haven't seen him since. That just baffles me. Yeah. Like literally fell off the face of the earth. Haven't seen him. I've heard from him, oh, God, I think once, and that was when I messaged him about the divorce papers. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it, literally. I haven't seen him, haven't heard from him. It was literally just like he vanished into thin air. It just, um, yeah, that part blows my mind because he yeah. was definitely very unstable, but he yes. was very reliant on you. Yes. So yep. for him to just not even be like, oh, I'm sorry, take me back. Like he literally just like vanished. Was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm so glad because, uh, you know, I don't want to see that person ever yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, it probably was um, best case scenario, but it's still yeah, a bit still confusing weird. as to why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so weird. So, yeah, that's that's one story, I guess. <laughs> Did you know that he was doing things behind your back? Did you have any? No, input? not at all. No, like, like you said, he was very reliant on me and um, I guess like gaslit me into thinking that I was – like his world kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he used to buy and, you a lot of things, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like he, what is yeah. that called? Love bombing? Yes. Yeah. yeah love he bombing. would love bomb you. Like he would buy you like these expensive things. Yeah. Yeah. To try and like, I guess, blind you from yep. what was really going on. A hundred percent. But um, yeah, so I had no idea what was going on. But looking back at it, in retrospect, I can now see what was going on yeah like he would um sneak out of our room at like 2 a.m for example and just be sitting on his phone like at the kitchen table and I'd be like what are you doing like why are you up at 2 a.m so um, weird and he was he would say stuff like oh, I, I'm buying you a present or something but he wasn't yeah. he was messaging other people <laughs> yeah yeah did you feel any anything within yourself when you found out like did you not to put words in or thoughts in your mind, but did you like blame yourself for anything nah. or did you feel you didn't? No, nah, nah, no. I was so checked out already. Um, I honestly felt relief. <laughs> like, yeah, good. So, yeah, I just think it was a blessing in disguise that it happened because it was an excuse for me to leave when I was already like looking for one. But I didn't like, I did want to leave, but at the same time it was hard for me too because I felt like he was so reliant on me for his mental health and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then that happened and I was like, yep, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't even think twice about leaving. So, and I guess it it's funny because it wasn't traumatic, but it was in some aspects as in like I was in Brisbane alone and yeah, I had so many great friends up there, but like I didn't have my family. I didn't have you guys up there with me. Yeah, and everything just happened so quickly. It also didn't like ruin the idea of love, I guess, for me, you know how a lot of people once they've broken up with, they're like, I don't believe in love, rah, rah, like, yeah, and you know, hated couples and all that kind of stuff. I, I never, I don't think I ever did. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. I did think though that I would never get married again. That was one thing. But then obviously I met Mark and things changed. <laughs> yeah. And you still, like you always said that you didn't want to have a wedding again. Because yes. you had a pretty typical wedding the first time, so you yeah, which you were stayed true to. Like you and Mark had a small ceremony, not like yep. a big wedding. So yeah, no. Yeah. And Mark, he's been married before as well, so he was the same. He's like, no, nah, I don't want anything. Yeah, I don't want anything big. too big. Yeah. Do you, do you think going through that made you like have a tougher skin? 
Yeah, I think I think it was more so just the months that we were married. We were married for literally what like four or five months. <laughs> yeah. Um and that whole time it was yeah, something like we got married and then something just switched in who this person was. And that were that was the hardest few months of my life. I feel like that made me stronger. And then when you know Voldemort left, well, when I left him, um it yeah, I don't know. I think me being alone made me stronger, definitely. Mm. And I think that whole situation, it opened my eyes a lot to everything. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of steered me into the path of, you know, like meditation, mindfulness, living in the present, all those kind of forward thinking kind of, yeah, you know, ways. Yeah, um, and knowing your worth, like knowing what you yeah. deserve and and sticking to what you deserve kind of thing not yeah. lowering your standards and absolutely and yeah. also the whole what we talked about um in our last episode self gaslighting like looking yeah. back on that whole situation um you know gaslighting and self gaslighting i was able to see so clearly after yeah. that all happened yeah so. yeah i feel like that definitely did like you what is it like a phoenix? You rose out of the the, the ashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You totally did because before you were not naive, but I feel like you were uh, impressionable. Yeah, like you were able to be put under that influence of him love bombing you and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But n- now I feel like if someone was to do that to you, you would see straight through it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not happening again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No way. Kelly Clarkson said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> she did, and she is right. <laughs> she is. Is there anything else you wanted to say for other people who might be going through a similar situation? Like, do you have any advice for anyone that's going through, like, even just a a straightforward divorce or someone that's just been found out that their partner's being unfaithful or someone that might have yeah. just lost their lost their way in their relationship or I think just always put yourself first definitely if things don't seem right then they probably aren't right and I don't know just always trust yourself yeah just seriously you just got to put yourself first <laughs> yeah yeah good yeah so should we talk about um, the next situation I was going to talk about? <laughs> the second traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah. So the, both of these, um, you know, situations happened within a year of each other. And it was, oh, yeah, it was about it within a year of each other. Yeah. I feel like it was like as soon as the first situation finished, the second one started. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or not long after. Yeah. 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 So I had a friend who once again was going through some pretty tough times at home um, and with his mental health. And I just thought, you know, I'd be a be a friend for him and be there for him. And that wasn't the best idea, I guess, um, because it didn't really work out in my favour. <laughs> There's a few other girls who I'm friends with who was also friends with this guy um, who are involved as well and endured, you know, the same kind of, I guess, mental stress that I endured. So, yeah, I'll keep this guy nameless too. 
he came to us. Oh, no, he didn't, I guess, come to us. We kind of went to him and we wanted to be there for him when he was going through a tough time. And he definitely misconstrued how nice we were being to him. And he took it a little bit too far. I can't speak for the other girls, but I know with me, he definitely took it way too far. He would call me at all hours of the night and send very inappropriate text messages saying, this is actually, I'm going to put a trigger warning before I keep going. Just a trigger warning for everyone listening. Um, Mentions of self-harm and suicide and overdose (laughs) and stalking. So, yeah, he would send me text messages, pictures of himself, self-harming, cuts everywhere, messages when he was, like, going to overdose and try and kill himself and messages where he said he'd been mugged um, and these people were, like, trying to bash him up and, like, yeah, just some really horrible messages as well as pictures that, I did not want to see or did not need to see. And all of these messages and photos and voicemails and everything, they were all out of the blue. It's not like I didn't receive any of these when we were having like a normal conversation and then he would just come out with it. You know what Mm. I mean? So it was like, like, hey, how are you going? And he would do that. Yeah. 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 It was very random and, yeah, not good. Unsolicited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we also, we worked with this guy, so um, work knew about it and they got involved and, you know, tried to help us that way, although I feel like they didn't really do much. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this guy, um, he would also, like, profess his love to me and say that he wanted to be with me and stuff. I'm not sure if he did that with the other girls, um, but I feel like he probably would have. Yeah, and... It was just a lot of messages and I, and I wasn't um, like going along with it. How, well, how do you say? I wasn't like encouraging it Yeah, yeah. Um, at all. I actually, I went to the police one time and asked if I could get a AVO restraining order. Yeah. Um, like I'm not sure what they call order. it. Yeah. Yeah. They call it something different in Brisbane or in Queensland. I'm not sure. But they said um, it, it would probably be harder to get one just based on the circumstances, I don't know, because it was all like online kind of stuff. Oh, okay, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was one time, one thing that happened, he turned up to my house unannounced and that was like the last straw, (laughs) like for me. Um, That's why I went to the police. Um, But, yeah, and, yeah, it was was so full on. And I I had a housemate at the time too and I was scared for her safety as well. Like it wasn't just me, like. She lived there too and I was really worried that he would come and, I don't know, do something. So, yeah, it was pretty unhinged. For This went on for quite a while and I would block him on social media and everything and he would just make new accounts and follow me on these new accounts. There was one account that I remember I, I think from there I, like, blocked him and then I made my profile private as well on Instagram and he made an account called sausage dog lover or something like that because he knew that I would accept that person because I love sausage dogs. But then he started just messaging me again and I was like, Oh, well, this is very clearly him. It it was very full on. And I got a call 
in the middle of the night as well saying like all this stuff had been happening he'd been bashed he'd been beaten up and he sent me photos but I obviously I didn't um, see that until the morning when I'd woken up and I said if this has actually happened you need to call the police do not call me yeah um, what so <laughs> it didn't happen though did it no I think he'd he'd done it to himself yeah um he'd harmed himself and sent me the photos of it but yeah it, it started off as you know he just needed some help and we just wanted to be there for him and it just got worse and worse and escalated until he was you know sending me photos of himself with these cuts all over him and and you know showing up to my house and doing all that kind of stuff so yeah it was it was pretty that was very very traumatic that whole experience yeah it wasn't wasn't good (laughs) how did you cope mentally with that like while you were going through it yeah I didn't cope very well I feel like I that's the first time in my life after all that happened that I felt like I had could possibly have depression and I went and saw my GP about it and he said I was just having a depressive episode because of everything that had happened. Um, and I went and saw a psychologist and all that kind of stuff, which was helpful. But, yeah, the biggest thing was just distancing distancing myself from this person, blocking them on everything and work also, I guess, got rid of them from the workplace. Um, so that, yeah, that. That was that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also used to send you or give you gifts too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's like a, a theme with these crazy people. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it, it's – I don't even know. I really don't even have words to explain these situations. It's. I feel like it's so hard because – these people clearly have, you know, something going on and definitely need a lot of help. So I feel like it's, I don't want to judge them, mm. but at the same time, like they it was just be, very traumatic for me to be in that situation. Yeah. They need to be going so, to the right people for help, not taking yeah, absolutely. advantage of someone being yeah. nice to them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do feel sad for them. But at the same time, like, that's not okay. I just feel like, yeah, that's not okay. What happened? <laughs> Do you wish that you had have gone to the police sooner? Uh, no, I don't think so because they didn't really do anything anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> they said it would be very hard to do stuff because, you know, it just was through text messages and voicemails. Um, and And this person was just a friend. They weren't like a husband or anything like that. Yeah, um, okay. So, Which is like, I don't know, I feel like there should be yeah. some, some something more that they can do because yeah, that could turn very ugly very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I think work, I think getting rid of him was the best thing because yeah. after that it all kind of just stopped. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, it, yeah, it went on for far too long, like months it went on for. But I think because it kind of went on slowly, like, you know, we were helping him and making him feel, you know, like he had people there for him Mm. Um, and he was okay. Well, not okay, but, you know, he was not behaving this way for a, like a few months and then all of a sudden it just got worse and then worse and then it just took off Yeah, um, and got really bad. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people going through 
something similar like that, which I'm sure is a very uh, rare or uncommon situation to be going through. But yeah, I think just talking to people, like I, like I said, there was a few of us who he was doing this to. So it was nice that we all had each other as well. Mm. Um, we weren't, oh, you know, I wasn't alone in this and yeah, that was good. And Mark, he was really helpful as well. He was there for me and, you know, made sure I felt okay and I was safe. But, yeah, I think just telling people, like, if if you're getting messages or voicemails of people from people saying they're going to, you know, kill themselves or pictures of themselves harming and stuff, like, tell someone, tell someone straight away, even, like, calling the police and saying, yeah. you know, welfare check kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just let let someone know because then you're going through it alone and that's not good. No, yeah. Um, and if it does get too much, um, like step away, block them on everything, don't don't talk to them, don't reply to them. But, you know, that doesn't always stop them, like it didn't really stop this guy. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just, yeah, try and ignore everything, <laughs> Yeah, I guess, and make sure you're okay. Seek help if you're not okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel like your, <laughs> your first trauma that you went through, you didn't, Oh, you kind of didn't realise how traumatic it was until it ended. Yeah. But the second trauma you went through was like traumatic from day dot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was right from the get-go, that one. Yeah. I feel like that one, for me, it was a lot more traumatic. <laughs> that one has stuck with me a lot more. Yeah. The first one, honestly, we're like, we forget about this person. We do. I feel like that time in my life never existed. Yeah, and you were together for like a few years, so it's, you know, a yeah. decent amount of time. But honestly, it feels yeah. like that, never that time never happened. Yeah. No, which is nice because yeah. it's nice to feel like it didn't happen. Yes. Um, oh, goodness. But, yeah, I don't ever have dwell on that past at all. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't miss that past. I don't dwell on it. So, yeah. Which is good. Definitely, yeah. Any anything else you want to ask about or um no, I think I'm I think I'm good. I think mainly what I wanted from this episode was just to for you to tell your story and yeah. You know, cuz people I know it's sharing a private story, but I feel like people can relate or I don't know, it makes people feel valid in their own feelings when they have gone through something similar. So it's, yeah, it's just nice for people to share their stories no matter how traumatic they can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And also I think people can learn from them too. Like even if you haven't been in a situation like that, you can learn like if so, if you start to become in a situation like this, you could be like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I've heard about this before. And yeah. You know, it's opened my eyes to these situations. So Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, should we move on to our yin and yang for the week? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. Okay. So Sarah, what was your yin for the week? So I'm gonna do mine both together. My yin oh. and my yang. Yeah. How and is I know that, that possible? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> but my yin and my yang are the same thing. So this week we got Sunny's haircut oh yes (laughs) so I my yin is the fact that we cut it because I did not want to cut it 
Well, I did, but I also didn't because it's yeah. so beautiful and so long and there was ringlets and yes. he just has the most beautiful hair. He was like a Pantene um, model. <laughs> yes. It was so soft and so yes. thick and beautiful. So I'm sad that we cut it, but I'm also happy because he just looks so cute. Like he, he looks beautiful. But yeah. he looks so grown up now and yeah, he was definitely ready for a haircut. He it was always getting in his face and he was starting to not want to brush it like it was becoming a chore to brush it. Um, so, yeah, I just I looked at it and it was so, like, tatty and needed a brush and, I, and he I knew he wouldn't let me brush it. So I just said to Mark, let's go get his haircut. So oh. we did and and he was so good at the hairdresser. Like, he sat still the whole time and he, yeah, he was so good. And He's now he looks so cute. cute. He does. He <laughs> looks so cute. <laughs> He's so, yeah, he just looks really grown up now. So Yeah. Yeah, that's my yin and my yang. <laughs> nice, nice. What about you? What's your yin? Well, I actually don't have a yin for the week, but I do have two yangs. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I thought really hard about a yin for this week, but I just couldn't think of anything. That's that's um, good. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, true. But <laughs> yeah, two do, yangs. Yeah, so I've got two yangs. That's the awesome. First yang, it's pretty simple, but it was wear it purple day on the twenty sixth. Yes. And you and I, we actually went shopping that day, and most, if not like ninety nine percent of Kmart staff were wearing purple, and they had. Oh no, wait, no, yeah, they were wearing purple, and then in Woolies. Was I in Woolies or Coles? No, I was in Woolies. I was in Woolies. The same thing. <laughs> there was like 99% of the staff were wearing purple and they had like purple decorations around. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was like, wow. <laughs> it was yeah, really how cool. Yeah. I remember Kmart, they had um, purple balloons up as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> so yeah. That made me happy. Just Love to, to see, see, you know, more businesses promoting that and, and yeah. You know, being more inclusion. inclusion. So, yeah. Absolutely. My second yang was that AJ, who never, like, gets me presents or surprises or anything, which I'm totally fine with, by the way. That's just not our thing. Like, we don't buy each other gifts apart from on, like, birthdays and Christmas and stuff. He uh, actually surprised me with two surprises this week. <laughs> Oh, go AJ. Yeah. He wants he, something. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. What's going on? <laughs> the the, uh, the first one, he organised one of our friends, Jess. They drew, oh, would, I don't know if you'd say draw, but they did like a digital art of the ghost face out of Scream because that's my favourite movie. So AJ contacted Jess and they made up this digital art for me, which was really cool. And then he purchased a jumper for me, which is really like he's sticking to a theme here, but it was a, a jumper with ghost face on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't that know. That is so I, cool. Yeah, I don't know what um, what's going on there, but <laughs> feeling a bit special this week. <laughs> oh, how sweet. I saw Jess's drawing and it's so cool. The it ghost is, face isn't it? One. 
They did such a good job. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> and the jumper is so cool as well. It is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's got good taste because I actually had that on your Christmas list for me to buy. Yes, um, that's insane. So, well, now I'm going to have to think of something else. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, so cool. So moving on to our Would You Rather segment, we actually are changing it up a little bit. Ooh. I think we should now call it Pick Your Poison. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was in Sanity, and would you believe that Sanity stores still exist? But they do. <laughs> I actually can't believe that they still exist. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I was in Sanity and I was in the um like the games section, and there was a game, there's a game called Pick Your Poison. And it's it says on the box, pick your poison, not safe for work edition, which I thought would be pretty fun. Um, the <laughs> what would you rather do party game. So it's a party game and it's got like a little board in there, but it comes with all these uh, cards. You pick out two cards, you read out what it says on each card, and then you have to pick which card you would rather do. This sounds so dangerous. <laughs> it's I I had a quick look at a couple of cards and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be this is going to take our would you rather's to the next level. <laughs> I'm a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first ever pick your poison on the Hey Twinsies podcast is Sarah. Would you rather? Have a corkscrew twisted into your belly button. Oh. <laughs> or Jesus. have everyone be convinced that you've had sex with a family member even though you haven't. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we return this game? <laughs> um, Probably the corkscrew, I'm going to have to say. Really? Yeah, I think so. You'd rather go through <laughs> the physical pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because it'd be over. <laughs> Whereas the other one, that'd be a rumour forever. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I didn't think of it that way. Oh, yeah, no. It's going to have to be corkscrew. You'd rather oh, the corkscrew than the horrible. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what about you? Um. Oh, well, well, before you mentioned that. The other one would be forever. I was thinking the other one. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I, I feel like it would be painless. <laughs> you're right. The rumour would be forever. Like yeah. people would forever think that you had had sex with a family member. You're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll probably go the corkscrew in the belly button. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Good choice. Damn, that would hurt. Ouch. <laughs> Um, I actually, hearing that um, family member one, um, just a quick, quick chat about this. Oh, um, I saw a TikTok the other day and um, it was someone writing in a letter to this, I think they were like a podcast as well and someone had written the letter into them and they were reading it out and the letter was, they are a couple or the, the female wrote it in, she, there, she's in a couple with her boyfriend and they are both adopted and they've just found out after six years being together um, that they are biological brother and sister. 
Um, no. <laughs> yeah, yep. And she said he doesn't know, but she they did um, DNA testing because they were both adopted and they wanted to see their background. And she got the results in the mail um, and he was at work or something, so she opened them. And, yeah, it turns out they're biological brother and sister. Um, and she's like, should I tell him? What should I do? And I was thinking like six years together is a long time. That is. Oh my God. And the, the question was like, you know, on the podcast they were talking about, um, if they should stay together, if they shouldn't, what they should do and all this kind of stuff, if they should tell anyone. Um, and what do you think? What, what, what do you think? I feel like. After six years of being together and they're not like, yeah, they're, <laughs> it's going to sound really <laughs> weird, but yeah, they're biological brother and sister, but they're not actually brother and sister. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And after six years, you can't just unlove someone so quickly, you know, like yeah. after, yeah. So oh, I, I was really torn of like, should they stay together? Should they not stay together? Like. Because they don't know each other as brother and sister. It's not like they're brother and sister and they've fallen in love. It's, yeah. They've fallen in love and then just coincidentally found out that they're brother and sister. God, you know what, what I mean? Are like the chances. If, yeah. If they never did that DNA test, they would never have known that they were brother and sister. Yes, that's true. And they true. would probably stay together, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's really sad and a really horrible situation and I kind of hope they do stay together. Yeah. <laughs> As weird as that is, because like, yeah, I don't know. They're technically, but not technically brother and sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, how what horrible. A, what a what sad a, situation for yeah, them to be in. Yeah. That's very, yeah, very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know if she ended up telling him? No, I don't know. It was just, they were just reading the letter out and talking about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But on the um, when they were talking about it, the people who were hosting were saying, I don't know, it was a bit nasty. They were, like, making jokes about them and mm. it was a bit horrible. And then all the comments were saying, like, I hope these two either stay together or they're, you know, they're okay. They're not too, like, traumatised or upset by this because, yeah. they've been to, like, six years is a long time to be together. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was a bit nasty what they were saying, but the comments were, like, restored faith in humanity good i can just imagine they would just yeah. be saying nasty stuff you know yeah for yeah. the clout <laughs> yeah absolutely well i guess all that talk of incest let's wrap this <laughs> podcast up <laughs> i think that's our cue to leave <laughs> you can find us on instagram at, at hey twin sis where we like to get interactive with our content so head on over Give us a follow and interact with us. We're also now on Twitter at, at HeyTwinSis. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. On Spotify, you can click the little notification bell so you'll be notified when we upload, which is every Thursday at 6 a.m. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Hey Twin Sis podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and future and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. The Hey Twin Sis podcast promotes the continuation of cultural, spiritual and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. 
The content discussed in the Hey Twin Sis podcast is that of our own opinion. Well, it's nice to be back. It is. <laughs> Sorry for leaving you guys for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's been a full-on episode though, so I hope, you know, you've enjoyed it and we're back raring, ready to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.